We are live. Hey, everybody. All right. So this week we are covering chatbots and Black Friday, which are two very big things. And I'm super excited to actually be covering these pieces today because these are two big things that we absolutely need to be taking advantage of, especially, especially with the Black Friday season coming up, especially after the summer has been so tough on brands, especially because this is the biggest opportunity we have to set ourselves up for the biggest time of the year when it comes to actually really making money. So with all that being said, let's break down into the two disciplines today and then we'll take your questions as they come in. Feel free to comment and we'll do this. Hey, thank you, Builder All Success Team. I love it. Leone, you're here. Lee, you're here. Eric, you're here. Muhammad, you're here. Great. We, we are stacking up. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So with this being said, let's get started. First things first, chatbots. Now, Chatbots are incredibly powerful. So I have this brand new Rode microphone. Thank you, Dennis. You and Rode, this is fantastic. I feel like I'm just going to hold it like this, like an old-time radio guy. Anyway, so chatbots. Now, what makes chatbots super exciting is the fact that we can use them to acquire customers and to have conversations in a way that has open rates of 80 90% and where we can control the flow. Now, where people use them wrong is they use them almost exclusively for either continued communication or to directly make a sale. Now, I'm not going to get into necessarily how you should be executing them today. But what I do want to get into today is how you need to be thinking about them. And remember that you need to be developing your audience as fast as possible and to grow as much as you can because when it comes time to monetize this attention, you want to be shouting from the largest mountains on top that you can. So with that being said, let's get into it. Now, one of my favorite things to do with chatbots is I tell people there are two paths forward, right? Number one is you can build it yourself. If you're going to build it yourself, I don't know any tool better than ManyChat. Now, there are people that have their ups and downs with ManyChat as a platform. However, what I will say is this. It is incredibly stable and their team is incredibly smart and they're built around chatbot first. Now, I know that there's a lot of folks that have gone through Mon Mobile Monkey and some other solutions, and that's great. But SMS services and email moving into chatbot inherently means that chatbot is not their core competency. And if it's not your core competency, then it doesn't, then basically it means that that is not what you do best first. And if you're going to leverage a tool for your business, what we want to do is make sure that we are using a tool that is built for our business success as its number one priority. So with that being said, I love ManyChat. If you don't want to do it, there are plenty of done-for-you done services. One of my favorite is ChatFuel. Now, what we're going to get into is how do you grow this chatbot in a meaningful way? And what's one great execution for you to start prepping these audiences for your Black Friday sales? Now, number one thing that I love to do for this is what we call the comment to opt-in strategy, which basically means there is a function inside of chatbots that allows you to say, if you comment on this post, you will be inducted into the chatbot. Now, people can wildly abuse this. And if you do abuse this, it can actually massively hurt your Facebook ads account because there's a quality score around you as an advertiser. And if you as an advertiser are abusing the attention that you have, it will reduce your page score, which will increase your cost of advertising because ultimately you are not being a low integrity partner with Facebook as your vendor. Facebook's ultimate goal is to keep people happy and keep them on the platform for as long as possible. 
if you are a liability to that business objective, then they are no longer going to give you preferential treatment in advertising. And that's one of the reasons that people see rising advertising costs is they disrespect the customer. Now, when it comes to chatbots, what do we need to do? What you don't want to do is have that chatbot be another version of a spam email. Because when you do that on a chatbot side, ultimately what happens is every single one of your advertising for paid media goes up in cost because you are no longer a high integrity player in the system. With that being said, chatbots can also be heavily used to reduce your cost of advertising by just improving your page score. Now, how do we get people into the chatbot? And what does this experience look like? I love the comment to opt in tool. That's my number one chatbot adoption, my number one chatbot growth um, device that I like to use whenever I'm doing chatbots. Now, what this is, is you basically have a Facebook post and you can enter in. When somebody comments on this post, the chatbot is going to respond to them. Now, the way that this is done properly is by done through keywords. So say something like comment with this specific keyword to trigger some sort of automation. So comment gift card, comment thank you, comment chat, comment call, whatever it is. That way, it's not anybody that comments, but it is a very specific comment. So when somebody receives a message from the chatbot, it's because they specifically wanted to receive that. What happens then is they respond positively to it. Now, if you do this en masse and you have a whole bunch of people positively responding on that first opt-in, your page score is going to go up, which means your Facebook ads cost is going to go down. Now, when you ask them a question and they respond positively again and you have this continued engagement, this magnifies. Now, what is the number one way that I use to get that second opt-in, that second positive engagement on chatbots? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Generally, I'll do like a giveaway or I'll do some sort of confirmation. So it might be something like one of the things that I did was a hundred thousand dollar giveaway. Now I have a YouTube video on the whole process of this, but I'm gonna break it down in about 30 seconds. Basically, we made ten thousand ten dollar gift cards and we said comment with gift card to receive to join into the hundred thousand dollar giveaway. So what happened is when you commented on the Facebook post, which in this case was a Facebook live doing a product drop, which we did at the beginning of every month to build this brand up. So basically the months are with the product drop. And then we promoted the Facebook Live as a Facebook ad to conversion objective. And then everybody that commented, when you commented gift card, we responded back out to you saying, hey, are you interested in this? It's like, thank you so much. Are you interested in this gift card? Yes, we are. First comment to opt in. Now you got your first opt in and it's a positive sentiment. Then we say, great. Is this your correct email? Because you can, inside of the chat bar, have somebody come in and they say yes or no. Great. Now you've got your second positive thing. And then after that, it's like, okay, great. We're going to send it to you. Is there anything, you know, and then you can ask them a question like, hey, is there anything you'd like to tell us? Is there any feedback you'd like to give us? Or what was your favorite thing? Like you ask a question and then they might respond to that. And within 30 seconds, you are getting somebody to not only join your, your chat bot, which allows you to reach out to them for zero dollars. Not only are you getting positive sentiment at scale, which is increasing your, your ad score, your page score, so that you are getting cheaper cost advertising across the board, but you're also giving somebody a gift card, which now the way we execute this gift card is we say, it's maybe our average AOV is 50 bucks. So you get $10 off any purchase over 75. So increasing our average AOV and basically pulling LTV forward 
while incentivizing additional sales because that $10 gift card makes that additional sale for less than we would pay to acquire that second sale in remarketing or inside of retention advertising. So we are getting, we are pulling LTV forward while increasing our page score, which reduces our overall cost and increases our CRM database size that ultimately allows us to respond to and message additional individuals for free when it comes time for big sales events. Now, what this ultimately does is create this great sentiment. After that, what we'll do in a couple of hours, if that person doesn't buy, is to say, hey, by the way, these are things you can spend your gift card on. So we're incentivizing the purchase. Now, you can do this after a couple of hours. You can do it right afterwards. What I have found is doing it after a couple of hours is a lot better because that person might already make the purchase. But if you they make a purchase and then immediately you say, hey, this is what you can spend it on, that's a bad experience. If you come back in a couple of hours and say, hey, by the way, these are things that you could spend your gift card on, they might come back and be like, well, I already spent the gift card. Great, no harm, no foul. Customer service didn't know that. That's an acceptable thing. But if you make a purchase right away and then somebody comes in and say, this is what you could buy, that's a bad experience. And then what happens after that, generally speaking, what I like to do is 10 to 12 hours later is to have a, hey, by the way, please join our community. So we send them a link to our Facebook group. Now what happens is they're incentivized to join the Facebook group and incentivized to make a purchase and increasing your page score. And they're may ultimately helping you generate more new customers that you can reach on a regular basis. So ultimately what this is doing more than anything is it's making your Facebook ad costs go down while improving your LTV, improving your AOV and growing your Facebook community so that your existing customers can sell new customers on the products that are happening. Plus when you build a community around something, the retention rates massively spike. I've done this at scale and used it to generate seven and eight figure business growth inside of people repeatedly for years in multiple verticals, whether it is health, whether it is uh, weight loss, whether it is beauty products, whether it is sports equipment. I've done this repeatedly and it absolutely works basically every single time. And it requires very little infrastructure to really execute. You need somebody to be able to code a couple gift card pieces, which is you can go to Upwork. You can go, you can go the, believe me, there are people that you can hire to get this thing done. That costs you pennies on the dollar for what you're going to make on the end. And also when you grow your Facebook community, as you get new people interested, you can attach that Facebook community, a link to it on every ad that you're running. So when somebody's interested, like, I don't know if I want to buy this product, then they join the community. And then maybe your ad is a testimonial from an existing customer and they join the community. And hey, look, that person from the testimonials in this community, I can, I can ask, you know, Andrew, or I can ask Lucy, or I can ask Stephanie, like, okay, this is, I saw you in this thing. Is this legit? And then they respond back to you. So your customers are selling new people on your behalf. Now, this isn't just an online version of a business model. This is actually how like Weight Watchers grew. This is how we see so many people like in, in, in even, um, you know, stuff that happens outside in the, in the, you know, outside of home type stuff. Um, this is, there's a lot of businesses that run around this model of basically saying we have an existing people. And instead of trying to have testimonials and all sorts of stuff, we build a community where that community adapts other people. Now, sometimes this can be used inside of, you see this a lot when it comes to like uh, multi-level marketing. You see this when it comes to community development. You see this, honestly, this even works in like Girl Scout cookies and stuff. Like all of this stuff, this business model works and it has been for decades, probably longer than that. I haven't been around longer than that. So I'm not going to say it's been happening longer than that because I wasn't there to see it. But I've personally seen this happening 
in my lifetime, forever, this is how you adopt it to the internet. Because remember, marketing on the internet is exactly the same thing that you do in real life. The only thing is you have to figure out how to make it happen online, which is super easy once you try to, once you treat online platforms as just real world experiences. That all being said, when you do that, you are building assets that you can monetize later. And when you eventually launch a Black Friday campaign, you don't need to spend ads to reach these people. Now, I know what you're saying, but Charlie, we are not allowed to message these people after 24 hours. Well, look, you do get one message. You do get one opportunity to knock on that door, especially if it's not a sales opportunity. So what do we use this opportunity for? What we do is we promote something that's going to happen. If you're going to launch a Black Friday campaign, why not tell people about it? What if you made a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or some video that says, hey, this is everything we're going to do for Black Friday. Check this thing out. And as you have that post, as you have that video, you could send that out as a broadcast from your chat bot in advance of your Black Friday. And so everybody that's inside of your chat bot gets to respond to that post. What happens when you comment on that post? You get an early access to the Black Friday deal. When, when you're doing your Black Friday, you'll remember we're not discounting our main products. We're offering bundles to upsell. We're going to pull forward LTV because we're going to get into this in the Black Friday thing in just a second. But discounting your primary products is fundamentally horrible for your business model. You're going to get a giant spike in your sales followed by a giant trough. And, and what you ultimately do is attract a bunch of low quality customers into your e-com system. And that hurts your conversion rate downstream. It hurts your email delivery rate. It hurts your SEO. It hurts your search because you're filling yourself up with a bunch of low quality traffic. And we're going to get into all of that here in a second. So what I'm ultimately getting at here is how you can use a comment to opt-in tool with chatbots to develop a CRM list and simultaneously develop a community and improve your page score so the overall cost for advertising comes down because you are seen as a better and better player inside the Facebook marketplace. You can do this by running a Facebook Live to promote some product drop and you run a conversion objective campaign with that, with that one um, Facebook Live being the thing that you're promoting. When you do that, you are ramping up views. So you're getting a video viewer retargeting audience if you want to go that route. You are only reaching people who are likely to make a purchase. So the quality of the traffic is already predetermined, especially if you're going broad. So you're hitting that route. If you're doing it with an influencer, for instance, now you're stacking into their audience for your business. So you're sashing, you're even magnifying that value, which by the way, you should absolutely be doing that. I've been doing that since 2017. Use your influencer audiences, go natively from them. And then on top of all of that, you're incentivizing greater AOV and pulling your LTV forward so you're getting more revenue up front and having to spend less and less effort on retention. So you're building higher quality customers that are more engaged with you long term that are selling more products to your existing customers who may or may not already be on the board with making sales with you. So you're setting yourself up for long term success while also building a better business model, while making more revenue, while developing CRM lists and assets that are worth money for you long-term, while also improving your efficiency on the Facebook platform because you're being a good partner. Now that is value add on value add on value add on value add, and you're doing the whole thing by running a conversion objective campaign against broad with something that's already making you money to begin with. That's how you use chatbots. That is how I've run chatbots 
Well, that is one way of using chatbots, but that's how I've used chatbots to generate seven and eight figure businesses and grow business. I have done this on businesses where they were running at $6 million and brought them to 15. I've done this on businesses where they're doing 20 million and we've gotten to 95. I've done this for businesses that were running $1,000 a day and got them to $5,000 a day. This type of thing is what can fundamentally change your business model so that you are no longer relying on Facebook being 95% of every dollar that you're bringing. It's customer acquisition and you're building a better business model because ultimately what is fundamentally in the way of most people's success is their business model far more than it is their ability to advertise properly so all of that being said let's get to black friday and then your questions by the way if you're on clubhouse which i see you here don't be shy you can raise your hand and if you're in twitter or you're on uh facebook or you're on youtube ask your questions we will get to them uh as soon as we are done with this lesson so that all being said Let's get to Black Friday. Now, one of the biggest things that I want to cover here is the absolute biggest mistake that I see almost every single brand make when it comes to sales times. They discount their primary products heavily to try to get sales. Now, why is this a bad thing? Let me tell you. So you are never going to win the lowest price game. Jeff Bezos already beat you. Second, if somebody's coming to you because you have the lowest price, how likely do you think they're going to come to you again to pay full price? Third, if you sacrifice your profit margin on a sale today to bring in a customer that's not likely to buy from you tomorrow, it's not just customer acquisition. Your existing customer base is going to take advantage of that to save money. So not only are you sacrificing profit on new customers, and flooding your customer pool with low quality, low integrity folks who are not going to open your emails, not going to go back to your site, that are going to bounce when you come in, when they click on links, and are not going to click on your other advertising downstream. But you're also sacrificing revenue from your existing customer base. So let me walk you through the downstream effects of this. Number one, you're going to have a really great day on that day that you're doing sales. You might see three times the amount of volume, but your profit margin, your profit margin is going to be a lot worse. So who cares about a lovely day on Shopify if you're making way less money on the money you're buying? If Remember, when we're running Facebook ads, we are buying money. When you buy money at a bad exchange rate, it is bad for business. So what we're talking about here is how do we avoid buying money at a bad exchange rate because we don't run a run we don't want to run a bad business. We want to be successful. So what we do here is instead of offering a discount on our primary products, we offer bundles saying, "Hey, look, I know you want the thing for 50 bucks, but right now we got to buy two get one free." If your average customer buys two and a half times, they bought once from you and then you offer them a buy to get one free. They've bought three times already. And the amount of money it costs you to sell them the additional buy to get one free, that acquisition cost is far less than it was going to be to make those three additional sales. And you already know they're not going to make it. So if they buy from you, if they pay you full price for three products, you've already increased their, their LTV in your business. And the cost for them to put four products into their hands is actually less than it would have been to try to sell them two or three products of which you know you're not going to get. So you are getting more revenue with more profit margin off of every one of those customers. In addition to that, because you are not filling your business with low quality, low integrity customers, your bounce rate on your website doesn't drop. Now, I know this doesn't make sense, but let me bring you this. If somebody's a low 
cost customer. And then you send them an email and they click on the link and they go to your site and they see it's full price. They're immediately going to leave. Now, what happens when you have a high bounce rate on your website is your ranking on SEO goes down. Maybe you fought to get yourself to the front page of Google. If you run your business off of big, heavy sales like this, ultimately what happens is you go to the fifth, the 10th page, you go to the fucking graveyard on Google and you will never recover as long as you rely on really expensive money to build your business on. Now, the next thing, your email. What happens when you fill up 20%, 50%, 80% of your email list over people that only bought from you because you're super low cost on sales days? You are going to have very low open rates, a lot of spam, and your delivery rate is going to come down massively. And this is a big issue. Why ultimately hurt your SEO, hurt your Google rankings, and Make it very difficult for you to get high delivery in your email just so you can make way less money off of customers that aren't good for you. That is terrible business. But we see it happen so many times because folks look at the one wonderful day on Shopify. And look, I've been there. I've had that $300,000 day on Shopify. And what happened the next week? 20,000, 50,000, 20,000, whatever. Now, this is a business that might've run $100,000 a day. All we did was pull all of our sales forward. But what also happened is our existing customer base that may have spent $50 for every product and we know they're going to buy several times, they're getting that $50 product for $35. But for us to get that sale, we're paying during high cost inventory times. So we're paying extra money to acquire that sale. So we might have made that sale for $35 before. We're making it for $40 today. And instead of making 50 bucks on that sale, maybe we're getting it for $40 today. So we basically break even to acquire that customer for a second sale which means we lost money because now instead of it's the opportunity cost that we've lost. Now, maybe we acquire that customer for an additional sale in this moment, but like that doesn't help us. And the, and the liability that that brings to our business downstream is incredibly negative for our business model. So what you do is instead is you incentivize people improving their, your AOV. If your average order value is say 50 bucks, run a sale at 120. If your average order value is $100, run a sale at a buck 50. The point is every additional sale that you're running during that sales time, every promotion should be built to bring in a higher quality customer or get them to pay their average LTV on purchase number one. So when they make their second purchase, you've improved the LTV of your average customer across the entire business. And when somebody, if your average customer, say for instance, is a $50 customer and they buy two and a half times, that person's worth basically $125. If you make their first purchase $125, how likely are they to maybe make a second purchase? pretty high because they've already purchased from your front. And if your customer service and product is good, they might even buy one more product from $50 from you. So now they spent 70, 175 bucks, which means they're far more likely to open that email. Your ranking on Facebook is going to be better because their customer service in response to your ads, they didn't just click on your ad because of low cost. They clicked on it because it was a high quality engagement. So when they see it from you again, they are more likely to engage positively because you're not buying their attention by sacrificing a profit margin. So your page score on Facebook doesn't get, doesn't get hit negatively. Your SEO ranking doesn't get hit negatively. Your delivery on email doesn't get hit negatively. Your bottom line as a business the day after the sale doesn't get hit negatively. Basically, you're flooding your system with high quality customers and you are sacrificing some profit margin on the LTV. But 
We no longer have to worry about potentially even getting that money. And because we're doing it at scale, we are seeing massive influx of revenue without sacrificing massive influx of profit margin on that day. And remember, I understand you are giving product away. You are making less money on each sale. But if you are making three sales at once by doing a buy two, get one free or doing a buy one, get one 50% off or whatever, if you are incentivizing the entire customer LTV in a single purchase, you don't have to pay to make that sale twice. So maybe your average cost per sale is, 70, is, is 35 bucks to sell a $50 item. Let's just say it's that number. To make two sales is $70 to sell a $100 item. Now say it's 70 bucks to sell a $120 item. You made an extra $20 on that customer. They paid you $20 more than they ever would have before. And yes, it costs you the product cost of that third item in order to acquire that customer. But if they buy a second time, they paid that off and in more. And you might be able to acquire that additional sale for free because they might come in through chatbot. They might come in through email. They might come in through SEO. They might come in just because they're interested because the product was good and they got enough of it to be emotionally attached and develop a, 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 a you know, a flow of their lifetime. And, and a, um, you know, ultimately, the point here is giving money away to acquire money is a terrible business model. Pushing forward the LTV of your customer is a magnificent business model. This has been repeated since, well, honestly, since I've been alive. I'm not going to say it's been happening for hundreds of thousands of years. But the point of it is, this is how successful businesses build. And when I see people elated because they have a massive sale on, uh, on Black Friday. I have to remind myself that they waited till Black Friday to lose a ton of profit margin to flood their systems with super low quality customers. And then come January, they wildly complain that nobody's coming back. Their advertising costs are astronomical and their page score gets worse and worse. It's because you only told people they were in, that you were interested in them. You only got customers who wanted to buy from you because you were giving away the milk for free. As soon as you actually asked them for what you were worth, they ran away because they were low integrity customers. And you sacrificed your ability to run a good business by getting a whole bunch of cheap negative attention. And because of that, you're getting more people Xing out on your ads. You're getting more people putting you in spam in their email and you have disappeared on Google. So you had one magnificent day for your ego on Shopify and you tanked the future of your business for months. So I hope that helps. We went a little bit long today, but I really wanted to dive into this stuff. So chatbots and Black Friday, those are today's really big topics. Again, ask any question you want to. I see some stuff coming in from YouTube. There's one coming in from Facebook. I haven't seen any from the Periscope thing, but I do see people are watching. So that's really interesting. I thought Periscope was dead, but I guess we are live on Twitter, which is fantastic. And I do see people here in Clubhouse. So feel free to raise your hand. Eric, I've seen you here. And Leone, I've seen you here. And Andrew, like there's some folks that have been around here for a hot minute. I'm going to try to ping 
just some other folks in, see if I get banned. Yep, I can't do it. Anyway, uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a sip of this coffee because I basically haven't inhaled in, tw in 27 minutes. So I'm going to let you guys' questions mount up, and then I'm going to start answering them one by one by one in the order in which they come. So with that being said, give me 10 seconds, and then we are going to take to the streets. Raise your hand on Clubhouse. Ask your questions on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Let's get to it. Mm. Okay. By the way, um, today's coffee cup is brought to us by the fine folks at Coffee Dose. Uh, it says, so fucking zen, which I love this one. Anyway. Okay. Ooh, I'm even getting a DM here. Uh, okay. So I got a DM from Leona. Leona, if you don't mind raising your hand, we can ask this question live. Otherwise, I will read your question from the DM if you don't mind. You can also DM me. Just let me know. Love it. Okay. Leone. You are second on the list. I've got one from YouTube and we're coming to you. Sorry, I'm just talking to the folks from Clubhouse here if you're watching. Because we are omni-channel people. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. We are on Clubhouse. We are doing it all. And that's what it's all about. So, Leone, you are second on the list. First on the list, Carazal. Hey, Carazal, I, you are on every live. I love it. I think you are subscribed to the YouTube because you see everything. By the way, you should subscribe to the YouTube. Why not be live here? on seeing all this stuff. We have brand new videos every single day on YouTube walking you through all this stuff. I'm giving away the things that I've taught to businesses, Fortune 500 companies, serial millionaire entrepreneurs, billionaire businesses, um, because honestly, I enjoy teaching this stuff and because I don't need to make money by selling these things because these are all the dozens and dozens of case studies I've already published. So I don't need to charge money for them because if you want my advice, we can have that type of conversation. Carazal says, in the interest of diversifying traffic sources, what other ad platforms do you also like for affiliate e-com or info offers? What are your thoughts on YouTube and TikTok ads? Been getting this question a lot, Carazal. I love it. And yes, while I am a Facebook ads guy, part of the strength of being a Facebook ads guy or lady is understanding the value of all the other channels and getting good at all of them and measuring your contribution by platform. That's ecosystem ROAS inside of the Facebook ads MBA program. I walk you through all of that stuff, uh, especially in the one-on-ones. We can dive into your entire business backend and set you up for long-term success. That being said, Carazal, I love other channels. I'm a big fan of getting attention wherever you can, especially when you're able to quantify the contribution that you're getting from other channels. Now, understand the unfair advantage of every one of your media sources, and you'll be able to exploit that media source for its absolute value. Now, when it comes to, for instance, YouTube. YouTube is phenomenal as a video ads for search style platform. Basically saying, I know people are interested in something when they're using these keywords, let me be there for them. So you can think of YouTube basically as a retargeting platform. Now, you might not be the source of traffic where somebody came from, but, and I do this a lot for, say, for instance, for CBD companies. Somebody's already interested. Because remember, very, 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 very few people are bringing something that's brand new to the ecosystem of the world. Most people understand what a business, of what a product looks like or what the business could be. Like, you're not invent. You didn't invent the sneaker. You didn't invent all this stuff. So, you're retargeting intent. In that way, I think YouTube is magnificent, um, especially if you're able to make your sales pitch in like five or ten seconds in video. I'm not a big fan of pre-roll. 
I think that basically pre-roll is good for frequency of messaging. It's good if somebody's been to your website and you just want to spam the shit out of them. However, that gets you very negative responses pretty quickly. I do like having my videos, my ads in the upper right-hand corner of YouTube. What are they called? Discovery. If you have a good thumbnail and you can get across the message, basically, if you can have a, a still image that gets people's attention, and then in five or ten seconds, you can close the sale, or at least get the interest to have somebody want to look and watch more, then I think it's great. And I've played around with 10-minute videos and 30-second videos. And the honest truth is, whatever works best for you is the right way to go, and I would test both. TikTok ads. I think TikTok ads are phenomenal. I do think, though, that the contribution that we see from TikTok ads is limited. I think it's really strong right now. But TikTok ads in general have two very hefty limitations. Number one, that audience is not everybody. That audience has a much lower buying power and is far more informed than other audiences. Basically, what we're getting at here is while that audience, while you get a lot of views and you can sell a lot of things, it's harder to make the sale and there is less money to go around. In addition, TikTok ads in general are really good right now because of the lack of competition in the space. You do not have nearly the same massive volume of money that you see on other platforms. And this is what we saw when Snapchat came out. And Snapchat was super cheap. I mean, the CPMs were magnificent. We saw the same thing when Instagram, when, when, when stories appeared on Facebook. We saw, we're seeing the same thing with reels on Instagram. The attention is wildly cheap. You can reach a thousand people for like a dollar or two. The problem is that platform is not developed to create intent. And nobody's playing there. So it's really great right now. But I'm extraordinarily suspicious on it as a long-term strategy. That being said, I 100% support the idea of trying to go for it. When you know that you are one of a few players in the space, and if you can make it work for you, then... More power to you because I want you to see that success. I always tell people my number one objective is more success and less stress for people. I want you to spend less time average. I want you to have more time in your life. I want you to have more money in your pocket. I want you to have more confidence because you deserve that success. And the biggest difference between the people that have that and that don't is their ability to fail, their infrastructure they have around them, and their business model and education and experience. And so if there's any of that years in the business and hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue in mistakes that I can pass forward to people, that's something I'll do every day because you deserve it. So thank you, Carol, for your question. I see you do have other questions, but uh, Leone here, 
She has a question too. So I'm going to let her come on and uh, we'll ask her. And then Carousel, because you've asked more questions, we will get to them. But this happens in the order in which they come. So uh, I'm going to let Leone come to the stage. And by the way, anybody else on Clubhouse, if you have questions, please raise your hand. We're bringing you to the stage here um, as quickly as we can. But with that being said, Leone, please introduce yourself and let me know how I can help. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going good. It's Sunday morning. I'm, I'm about halfway through my cold brew and I'm having a good day. How about you? I'm having a coconut right now. Nice. <laughs> so... Um, Thank you so much for this. Um, so I am new to the whole kind of Facebook marketing world. And I guess I just wanted to ask you, where does a beginner start with all of it? That's a great question. Um, what I would say because is... behind me, actually, there's probably a few hundred people that I then need to be educating about it. Love it. Love it. First off... I love that you have the humility of asking this question because so many people are afraid to. Second, I love that you're looking at this as an opportunity because there are hundreds of people behind you. Like you are providing opportunity. Love all of that. My advice to you. I think it's really important to kind of, you know, help the rest of them. Absolutely. I mean, look, I, you and I are in the same boat. I've got a Facebook group of 12,000 people that are all in that same boat. And it's all just because I, I hear if you learn something, you can pass it on. If you can teach other people to fish, if you can provide opportunity, that is that is amazing. And I'll be honest, I wasn't really given that opportunity. I, I, I learned this when the stuff was coming out. Like I was, I was spending a million dollars a day on Facebook before there was a Facebook pixel, before there was conversion campaigns. So I was literally failing on the job and designing how to do this with Facebook in hand. So I never had the leg up. So anything I can do to help other people not go through the struggles I had is a good thing. Um, all that being said, you know, the, the easy answer here is for me to tell you I've got some product you can buy and something that you can get into, which honestly, that is true. You can go to my site and all that stuff, but I'm not going to try to tell you on that. What I recommend, number one, is Facebook Blueprint. It's a free resource. It's basically a community college. It's great to learn how to do the things, learning the mechanics. It won't teach you the, the how. It won't teach you the why. And it won't give you the practical application, but it will teach you all of the tools and the language so that you're not completely lost. After you go through that, what I recommend is, in my opinion, in my experience, is focus in on getting really good at one thing. Understand what is the, what is the high value effort for me to make? Now, it might be the wrong thing, but get good at one specific skill set. Some people choose brand awareness. Some people choose lead gen. Some people choose conversion. Honestly, I would choose wherever the money is right now and just get just get, get good at it because honestly, there's going to be opportunity left, right, and center. But what I recommend is first learn the language and how to do, use the tools and what the tools are. That is free. Do not pay somebody for that. And I know a lot of courses out there where people literally just read off Facebook Blueprint and charge thousands of dollars for it. Um, as somebody that helped design Facebook Blueprint, it, it kind of upsets me to see people sell my case studies that are available for free for a lot of money. But that being said, I understand that that's a business model. And some people want to be coached through things. But Facebook Blueprint is free. Definitely start there. But on top of that, 
focus on executing, even if it's at a dollar a day, that way you can have practical hands-on education. Some people are tactile learners. They need to touch and to feel and to do things. So if you read about something and you can think about something and you can watch people teach you about something and then you apply it, you're able to learn by reading. You're able to learn by hearing and you're able to learn by doing. And basically those are the three greatest ways of teaching because it's practical application of, of, of applied knowledge. And I highly recommend you get into that environment as fast as you can. I learned this stuff, honestly, because I was doing organic marketing. My biggest client fired me because he's like, I dropped a hundred bucks into Facebook ads and it did more than I pay you 2000 a month for. And I said, thank you. And he wrote me a check and I was like, look, man, no harm, no foul. I get it. That's good business for you. And the next day I dropped my credit card into Facebook and started promoting my band for a dollar a day. And I just learned all of the things. It cost me like, you know, 30, I ended up getting like 50 bucks, a hundred bucks a month for a couple of months just to get good at it. And as soon as I was just slightly good enough at it to do it for other people, I started getting paid 10 bucks an hour to do it for other folks. And I ended up undercharging for my time and over delivering on the value, but I got good at making mistakes over and over again and got better and better and faster and faster at it. And that allowed me to ask questions of experts that were very specific. And that pathway from starting that first day where he fired me, within nine months, I was a supervisor at Omnicom running a million dollars a day for CBS. Now, I don't think that's everybody's standard way of getting things done. And I was a terrible hire and they realized it very early on. But the pathway was there in that I was willing to invest in my own education by practically applying the knowledge that was available to me. And for me, that's what worked really well. In my years of teaching, I can tell you that some people need to read it. Some people need to hear it. And some people need to do it. Facebook Blueprint is designed to be something that lets you hear and see. If you then take that in practical application, again, a dollar a day is all you need to get started. You're going to be able to understand the mechanics and get that muscle memory of doing things. I can't think of a better way to get started than to read, hear, and get the muscle memory. And from there... When you have legitimate problems or you have a legitimate question, you can always come and ask me or any other expert that's willing to answer your question. But then you're getting very specific questions to very specific problems and you're getting applied learning. And honestly, like that is what most most higher education is built on. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I hope that helps answer your question. That was a very long winded answer, but I wanted to give a no, very complete great. Great. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> um, so when you say like the dollar a day, you mean just literally. So I'll read the blueprint and literally get an ad out there, whether it's um, promoting my business or promoting a course or something I'm doing. Right. It's either or I can A, B, test both of them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the idea is. As soon as you're actually spending money, you are going to learn a lot faster. Everybody can think of something theoretically. Right. But if you can't put your hands on it, how are you going to know? Um, 100%. And, and so yeah. like it costs you a dollar a day is the minimum budget on Facebook ads. My buddy Dennis, Yu says he promotes his whole business on dollar a day with video campaigns. And honestly, you can do that. My point is start a campaign for a buck. 
if you started, for, I think it's a dollar per ad set or something like, like you can, there are some limitations, but the point is there's nothing stopping you from today from putting in the minimum budget allowable on Facebook and starting to invest in your future. Absolutely. So I can like put them, oh, I can't put them directly into a Facebook group. I need a bridge, don't I? Well, you, you could have a Facebook group. I mean, build a Facebook group, have that Facebook group link be in the copy of your ad and spend a dollar a day trying to learn what the mechanics of building campaigns are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and worst case scenario, you get you, you you learn some stuff, and maybe you get a few group members. Do that for a month or two, and your group is going to start to have some value. Do it for six months, and you're going to probably monetize that attention enough that you might go to two dollars a day, or five, or a hundred. Like that's on you. But at least you started. The biggest barrier to success is people not getting started. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's like with everything. And until you take the action, you can't possibly get any clarity. So Yeah, because you don't even know what you don't know until you start failing. Yeah, it's crazy, right? People don't even get that concept. Um, but this is amazing. So I'm going to read the blueprint, and I cannot wait to come back in a month or two and geek out with you and tell you about my progress. I love it. I love it. And also, I know we're talking here on Clubhouse, but I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm all over the place. It's this handle. Like, it is this name, at CT the Disruptor. I got a website, facebookdisruptor.com. You can find me there. I'd love to, like, hear more stuff about it. You don't just have to find me here. You can DM me on those things. Um, I got a Facebook. I got all sorts of stuff. My point is, don't wait for a month to tell me how it go. Find me on the internet and then let me know like, hey, I'm Leone from the clubhouse room. This is what I'm doing. I'd love to know. And if I can be the thing that you can reach out to, I'd love it. I'll put this picture in my ad so you can remember it's one with a blue background. So I love it. I'll do this as a promotion. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank much. you so much. You know, you asking this question is going to help other people. And I think that that's really important because this video, this 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 this, this masterclass is, exists on Facebook. It exists on YouTube. It exists on Twitter. Thousands of people are likely to eventually see this. And you asking that question that somebody else might not have had the opportunity or the courage to ask is helping many, many other people. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Right, I'm going to tuck you back down. And um, if anybody else on Clubhouse has any questions, please feel free to raise your hand and I would love to help you. Uh, with that being said, hey, Carazol's got some more questions here. And so you are the all-star student on raising your hand today. Thank you very much, Leone. I really appreciate it. I hope that you do follow me on something else. You don't actually have to follow me. You just DM me. I don't need your follow. I mean, hey, look, if you want to follow me, great. If you don't want to follow me, I get it. Uh, but DM me. Let me know what's going on because I'd love to know. All right, Carazol says... How would you use a second or third traffic source in conjunction with Facebook? Would you use one platform as top of funnel and others as bottom of funnel or retargeting or remarketing? Look, I love the question. Absolutely. I think that you have to think of different platforms as different parts of the funnel. Some platforms what we call inventory and demand-based platforms. Uh, Google search is not a prospect. It's not a top of funnel traffic source. You can do like broad match, whatever. But it's not going to work at scale. And I'll tell you this. Other people better than you with way more money are going are gonna to win. Facebook 
at its core is an intent creation device. Use it to create intent. It can be the entire funnel. I do recommend people go broad with no remarketing in place and let Facebook do the remarketing for you because it already is. So when you're using other channels, look to what is this channel's single greatest unfair advantage in the marketplace? YouTube is great at retargeting intent. Now that might be prospecting for you, but it's also not necessarily completely cold. So think about how that fits into your system. TikTok might be excellent at getting attention, but I don't think it's going to be phenomenal for you for retargeting. I mean, it might be, but that's not what it's that's not what it's meant for. You can misuse a tool and get great results out of it. I mean, maybe you have a very young audience that's all on TikTok and you're selling some hip young product and you just smash retargeting on there. Great. If you are using Facebook as your primary source or as a primary source of, of, of intent creation, understand where those other people are. If your target audience doesn't fit the demographic of your platform of choice, understand that that's going to limit the overall exposure you're going to get. Ultimately, this is one reason why I love getting people into chatbots and to email because and SMS because it doesn't matter what social media platform they're on. My, my wife, for instance, doesn't even have Facebook on her phone, which I think is crazy, but like that's her, that's the way she does it. And her friends are also just like, we don't, we don't have it. And so that's makes them happy, you know? So understand you're never going to sell her on a Facebook ad in the same way that you would somebody else, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, TikTok or YouTube or something else is going to do it for you. So understand that you can't rely on one platform to be everything to you. But you only need to have a minimal success to be successful. How many customers do you need to have a good day? Is it five? Is it 50? Is it 100? Can you get 12 sales a day from one platform? Is that enough for you to see success for your business? If you want to go from 15 sales to 50 in a day or daily, do you need to be everywhere? Or can you just be really good at a few things? So understand what the lowest resistance path to success is going to be so that you can maximize the value of your investments. And honestly, every channel is going to be a is going to be a little bit different though. And understand that every one of those pathways is going to be different for you than it is for me because your ability to make content and to engage people on that platform might be very different than how I would. So as a result, each individual channel is likely to bring you different sources, different levels of success. And also understand that you cannot rely on the performance metrics of that channel's UI as a legitimate source of truth for what your success looks like on that channel. For instance, everybody's complaining about Facebook ads getting worse and worse and worse. But what happened is soon, what inspired that? especially for ad agencies, was they were no longer able to take a 28-day click attribution model. What happened when you went from a 28-day click to basically saying, if somebody clicked on the Facebook ad in the last month and you get a sale, Facebook gets credit. When it moved to one-day click or seven-day, everybody's profit margin dropped. Now, what happened was their profit margin didn't drop. 
Just you had a more honest understanding of that data. So if you can optimize your efforts to take advantage of the highest quality data, then you're going to be good. I've always run every one of my channels on a one-day post-click when I'm pulling my data. I'm going to know what happens within 24 hours. After that, I don't care. If you make the 24-hour journey more efficient, everything downstream is going to improve. If you drive higher quality customers that are more likely to take an action, every channel will improve. If you instead try to make channels predict the future by understanding what's going to happen in five days or in seven days, you are going to have more and more channels all taking credit for the same exact sale. So you're going to have lower and lower integrity reporting and ultimately fill yourself up with a higher volume of lower quality customers. It's a really, really difficult task to win at a high volume of bad traffic. So keep that in mind. Uh, let's see. Next question. Uh, great info as always. How are you able to talk so fast on one breath? Uh, years and years of experience. I used to be a radio DJ and um, yeah, it helps. Do you script out each of your live masterclasses? I don't script them out. Although I do have a VA that I'm going to start having go through these things and actually uh, transcribe them, which is going to be insane, but, um, I'm going to work on how to make that happen. It might be the lessons part and not so much the question and answers, but I'm going to start to release that as an ebook series, um, and see if people want to get it. You know, if you're interested in that, let me know. Um, that might be something that I do in the disruptor dispatch is basically just the transcription from, you know, the, the, the lesson of the week. That might be fun. By the way, if you want to join that, it's a dollar to get started. It's on facebookdisruptor.com. After that, I think it's $13.99 a month. And uh, you get me in your inbox several times a week with YouTube videos, interviews, and articles. And maybe if you guys are interested, I'll do transcriptions of the lesson portions of all of these lives. Second, another question from Carousel. Man, you've got a lot of questions today. I love it. We're going to pound through all of these things. And I do see you with your hand raised there on Clubhouse. Don't you worry. Okay. Um, you mentioned CBD. How are you able to advertise that niche on Facebook, Carousel? I designed a thing called the uh, walled garden approach. Basically, um, in a very short way, you make a completely compliant version of all of your product listings of your entire website and of all of your pictures. And then you sell that and you basically make an identical store that is completely compliant and you run your ads towards that business. If people are in the market for CBD products, they know exactly what you're selling. You don't need to say CBD on the branding or on your web page. Uh, and you can just run businesses like that. I've done hundreds of millions of dollars doing that exact type of thing. Next, uh, Carousel says, I love your perspectives on YouTube and TikTok. If I'm understanding correctly, Facebook is better for top of funnel and for cold traffic and YouTube for bottom of funnel or warm traffic with retargeting. That's the way I view it. I do know some people that absolutely do YouTube for prospecting and Facebook for remarketing. That doesn't work for the way that I like to think the funnel. However, if you're not building a brand at scale, if you're only spending a couple hundred dollars a day instead of getting a couple hundred sales a day, you find what absolutely works best for the resources that you have. That might absolutely be bucking the trend of what you're supposed to do. And hey, look, if you can make things work, not the way that you're supposed to, but naturally what works for you, I'm all for it. Absolutely no reason that you shouldn't do what absolutely works best for you. That I think is ultimately the most important objective is spend your money in a way that gets you the result that you want. And um, at scale, that's the best path towards success. Uh all right, we got one more question here on YouTube, and then I got one on Clubhouse, and then we got one more from Carousel, and at that, like, we are 
Well, I've got an 11.30 inside uh, Facebook Disruptor School, which, by the way, every week after this, we go live on Facebook Disruptor School, screen shares, deep dives into ad accounts, all sorts of stuff. Go to the webs, my website and you can join up there if you want to get to it. DM me. I might be able to help you not pay full price. Um, this comes from WPG West Indies. Bonjour. Uh, what's your best advice for a media buyer managing 10 clients? What's your daily workflow like? I started media buying a couple months ago and I'm really looking to become excellent at it. Okay, first off, um, congratulations for getting 10 clients. Uh, second, that sounds awful. Um, and so far as your workload, here's what I would do. Number one, get a reporting platform. I, I built out a um, Scrum Doc and you can watch my YouTube videos and, and search through. You can see Scrum Doc and uh, there's also eBooks on it and, and all sorts of other stuff. But build yourself a reporting platform that doesn't make you need to respond day to day to Facebook performance. Look at trend analysis and build yourself out so that you're able to touch each platform a couple times a week instead of a couple times a day or each client. From there, if you're touching, if you're doing two or three clients a day, every day throughout the week, and you're spending an hour or so a day, you're going to be able to manage 10 clients on five or six hours a day. If you have a system, if you have an architecture in any one of your accounts that doesn't allow you to do that because it's too complex, simplify. The bottom line is most people struggle at Facebook ads because they work too hard. I'm not opposed to hard work. I'm opposed to wasting your time. Facebook is a machine learning platform. The best media buyers in the world spend very little time on Facebook. Set it up in a simple structure that allows the system to do the work for you. And so my daily workflow, get up in the morning, update my reporting, understand what are the two or three things I need to do. And generally speaking, there's two or three things that you need to do on any given day, whatever, for any given account. And then determine if that you need to do that today or if that's just something you need to be mindful of for the future. I would set a timer to an hour and don't let yourself spend more than that on any client and force yourself to get all your reporting done in 90 minutes. And then from there, you're not allowed to touch more than three clients in a day with one hour being spent per client. After that, it's critical thinking time and customer relations. If you can get yourself to succeed in that format, then you're going to have long-term success. And ultimately, the long-term success is what's most important. It's not about immediate returns. It's about having a scalable solution. And if your clients are going to fail, they're going to fail whether or not you spend five hours a day or one. And if they're going to succeed, it doesn't mean that you need to work five hours a day or one. One hour a day, several days a week is absolutely enough to manage a successful business. And 24 hours a day is not enough to make a failing business succeed. So manage your time. 
Because ultimately, if you're managing 10 clients right now, I want you to hire somebody to manage half of those, or I want you to scale five of them to the point where you're getting paid more money on all of them. That's what success looks like for you, in my opinion. All right. We got a question here on Clubhouse. Thank you very much, by the way, for that type of question. Those are exactly the things that I would love to be helping people with. Uh, Clubhouse here. Oh, it went away. Mason, raise your hand again. I saw you there. Uh, uh, there you go. Great, great, great. I was like, wait a minute. There you go. Okay, so we're going to welcome, welcome this person to the stage. Hey, please introduce yourself and let me know how I can help. Hey, Charlie, you're a freaking rock star, man. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you're disseminating some incredible information, and, and uh, I'm very, very grateful. Uh, let me make my request very quick. Sure. Um so I run a print business, uh, print and design, uh, ad agency level type stuff. Um, we've, we've never advertised. Uh, all, all word of mouth, uh, work with a lot of um, high profile brands and, and clients. Um, for the longest time, I didn't even have a website. The issue was that um, uh, I was... Uh, my infrastructure uh, was uh, was subpar, and um, I was always scared that I would get overwhelmed. So, um, so only a few, just a couple of years ago, I, I developed the website. So now, um, a lot of the products are produced um, uh, through automation. Uh, some of the stuff we do hands on, but a lot of the stuff on the website is is all automated. So, so I, I'm, I'm, my request is for you to give me some advice, uh, cause, uh, the, the strategy that I want to implement is, and this, this is what I want to, this is what I'm asking if you think it's a good idea or not. Uh, you know, I have amazing marketing products on there from step and repeats to banners. To, we do vehicle reps. We do all kinds of stuff. My question is, should I lead with the uh, lowest barrier of entry with business cards. I, I'm I'm offering one thousand business cards for nineteen ninety nine. You can't find this deal anywhere on the internet. So I think that it would be a compelling um, offer. I'm looking for conversions. I'm looking for people to go to the website and um, and make an account and and order their cards from the from the site. Like I said, it's, it would be fully automated. It wouldn't really take any energy from me or my my staff. So I was. Uh, that's my question. If you think that's a good strategy, and what do you think I should do to implement that? I was considering doing uh, Facebook ads. Yeah. So first off, I mean, as far as valuing that that strategy, my opinion is, if it's going to be really hard to run an extraordinarily successful business on nineteen dollars. A transaction. However, if that's your loss leader to get that person's business for repeat business, and you find that that is what ultimately drives the greatest lifetime value of your customer, then I like it. Um, and I would definitely look to that as your business model is understanding what is the most cost effective way for me to acquire a customer with the greatest multiplier on lifetime value. Basically, if it costs you $30 to get somebody to pay you 20, but you're going to get 200 out of them, do that at scale all day. If it costs you 50 bucks to make a sale for $20 and you never see the business again, then you know, you're know you paying people $30 to take money from you. 
bad business. So my point there is, it's hard to say whether or not that business model is good or bad. I like the thinking. I think that I, that you know the 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 price point is is solid. Um, I think you know that nineteen dollars is very easy for people to take advantage of. I think in the world of print shop stuff, one of the things that you need is to set yourself up a relationship for somebody to come back to you. Because honestly, like most print shops that I know, and in that type of business. It's not the one-off sale that drives business. It's the long-term relationship that builds business. So finding a way to have a long-term relationship with a client is good. And this is where I think there's the rub. If I order a thousand business cards from you, I'm probably not ever going to need to come to you again. And so if you look at some of the other businesses in the business card space, or in the print space, they do much smaller order, which is hard to, to make work. But like you might get somebody printing you 20 business cards for super cheap. But when you run out of those business cards, if you're happy, then you come back for another sale at full price. So my point is, I love the model. I think the price point is good. What concerns me from a business perspective is if I buy a thousand business cards, why am I ever going to come back to you again? especially if I'm buying a thousand business cards from you and I don't need print services for anything other than business card. And if you're not making enough money on me between Facebook ads, your, your costs of, of, of business to pay some employee to print those things, plus your overhead for the business and your material cost, plus the ad cost to make that sale. If there's not enough margin in that for you to do that at scale, I fear that you could be spending a lot of money to have a lot of one-off relationships. So I don't, I, I don't know that we can get too much deeper into that right now, but I would absolutely think about that business model wise for a print shop. Do you want to be the one-off solution or do you want to have long-term relationships? If you're the one-off solution, can you make enough money on that transaction to do that a hundred times a day? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually make probably three or four dollars off of that. Gotcha. Like so if you make if okay. you make if you make three or four dollars off of that, you need to make that sale with Facebook ads for like a dollar, and you need to do it thirty or forty times a day for you to make a hundred bucks a day doing it. And that only works if a large percentage of those people come back to buy from you again. Right. Right. That. Yeah, I'm not looking to to profit uh, yeah. off of this off this deal. It's just uh, it's like an introductory offer. Totally to to, uh, to to introduce them to to our services. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I hear you. So um, you're suggesting the the one dollar a day to get started. I mean, you could absolutely get started in learning how to do that. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't use Facebook ads to make the sale. I would use Facebook ads to get noticed and to get people into your CRM list so you can sell them otherwise. So I might more focus on chatbot or get into somebody's attention. So when they want to make a sale, when they're top of mind, like, who am I going to go with? Oh, these people, I'll go with them. So maybe not running conversion campaigns, but like reach campaigns or uh, like buy attention for super cheap and try to do it in a way where you can get some value. So maybe what you do 
is you sell a thousand business cards for $50. You want a Facebook ad for like a dollar a day or something where if somebody comments, they can get a gift card to save 50% with free shipping. So they pay you $25, but you ship for free. Now your shipping costs on that's probably going to be three to $7. So you're basically getting that $20 margin, the $20 sale price by baking in free shipping and you're getting perceived value. So 50% off a thousand for, for 20 bucks or for $50. Now you are perceived as more valuable than anybody else giving a thousand for 20. And you're acquiring that information to sell to that person over and over again. And honestly, I might say I'd be way more interested in somebody selling me 250 business cards for 50 bucks rather than somebody selling me a thousand. The honest truth is at some point, more of something I'm not going to use all of doesn't help. Selling me a 10,000 business cards for $20 isn't more valuable than 500 business cards for $20 because the likelihood of somebody burning through that is pretty low. And the more quantity you give me, there's an implied lack of value and quality. And so I would look to this, your competitors in that space, and I know a few of them, and say, how can I position myself as either costing more or whatever? Like, how do I position myself as a higher quality relationship or product than like a Vista print, right? How do you set yourself apart so that somebody wants to come to you? And I would definitely look at that perceived value play. Like, look, Vistaprint's doing, you know, whatever. Like, I don't remember their deal, but say it's 500 for 20 bucks. You're going to do 500 for 50, but 50% off and free shipping. If, you know, comment below to get this thing. Then you're going to get a bunch of people to comment below for it. And if that works for you, great. And you can spend a dollar a day figuring that out. And that is really easy for you to afford for like the next two, three months while you're figuring it out. Cause at a dollar a day, it's going to take you a while to learn, but I would definitely do that. And then let your existing email and SMS infrastructure basically handle that customer acquisition because it's going to be extraordinarily difficult for you to acquire those customers for like a couple bucks and I, to, to even break even. And I know that you're willing to lose money at it, but I would much rather you acquire a super high volume of potential customers so that you can get better and better at that messaging and then ultimately find the right tripwire for you to build out that LTV. Cause I think right now that's your biggest question for long-term success. Yeah. Very, very valuable information. I appreciate everything. Um, so I'll, um, I'll work on those strategies and uh, I'll, I'll stay in touch. Awesome, man. Well, like I told Leone, you know, follow me on any of the things. DM me. Let me know how it's going. Let me know how else I can help. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem, man, man. No problem. All right. We've got one more question here on YouTube. And then, uh, well, I'm going to take a break because I've got to uh, be live inside the, the Facebook Disruptor School in like 10 minutes. So that being said, Kara's all with one more question. Many have gotten frustrated with the performance they see on Facebook. Do you think the golden days of Facebook ads are behind us? Or do you think it's a matter that people are not understanding how Facebook works? I think that's a two-part question. 
two-part answer. Number one, I think the days of being able to do everything wrong on Facebook and print money are absolutely behind us. Second, I think people's expectations of being able to run a bad business model at scale and be successful is ultimately limited. Facebook as, a, as an advertising platform has matured to the point where you need to respect your customer and you need to have a good business model. Respecting your customer and having a good business model and respecting the overall business objective of your vendor, in this case, Facebook, and keeping attention, the better you're going to be. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people that were struggling over the summer. And hey, look, they struggle every single summer. But we're coming into the biggest period for business, for retail and e-com, online business and real world business of the year. And it's not just you know, online marketing where Black Friday and, and, and holiday shopping is good. That's been happening forever. Summer has been bad forever. There's a reason why when you walk into the mall, there's 50% off sales at every window of every shop. There's a reason why every car dealership is giving massive discounts on, on product. And there's a reason why Black Friday exists. Black Friday is called Black Friday because businesses run in the red until that sale. And on Black Friday, they go into the black. That's where it gets its name from. That's the etymology of the term. So right now, the folks that invest and getting really good at their business are going to be wildly successful over the next three or four months. And the folks that are scared because they failed or they struggled when everybody failed and struggled are going to miss the upside that everybody else is accustomed to. So long story short, yes, it's going to be harder to make money. But no, I don't think it's impossible. And I do think that there is a misunderstanding of how this works. 40 years ago, you could have done everything wrong and printed money. That's just not the case anymore. Good businesses are going to make a ton of money. Bad businesses can make a ton of money, but scared businesses that don't play aren't going to have the chance. And that's where I think we have to leave it today because I've got a call in six minutes inside the Facebook Disruptor School. Anyway, thank you guys so much for all this. I really appreciate it. Feel free to follow me on YouTube, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, wherever, wherever you're at, I'm at. I really appreciate your time today. Um, I'll definitely be doing this more this week. Uh, set your settings to know and alert you when this thing happens, subscribe, follow, whatever. And it mean the world to me if you shared this with somebody. You know, all these platforms want attention. 
and value contributors by the sentiment and time that you're able to give them. So the more that you're able to watch these things and comment and engage, the more people we're going to be able to reach. And my ultimate goal more than anything is to help as many people as I can because that's what makes me feel good and that's what pays the mortgage. Um, my days of doing all of this stuff for evil conglomerate billion dollar businesses are behind me. Um, honestly, I want to use my powers for good, as it were. Um, so thank you all very much. I really appreciate it. Stay tuned for more things later. Uh, DM me if I can help you. And I'll see you guys later on the internet.